have I cried, O my God. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. God, brethren, God who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. Let us be attentive. Peace be with you. 
who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. Today, I ask all of you to consider a very important event in the history of medicine. The discovery of penicillin. Penicillin, considered a wonder drug, revolutionized modern medicine and made it possible to much more effectively treat bacterial infections. Dr. Flory, the man who accidentally discovered the antibacterial action of the penicillin mold in 1928, did not have the ability to fully develop the use of the mold he had discovered. In fact, at one point, he even doubted the usefulness of the new discovery. He didn't know how to enhance the mold in a way to make it effective against fighting disease. Dr. Flory didn't realize the healing potential that penicillin had. In fact, it took 12 years before scientists enhanced the penicillin mold in order to effectively treat bacterial infections, making older treatments obsolete. That breakthrough revolutionized modern medicine. It is significant that Dr. Flory at one point doubted the usefulness of the antibacterial action of the mold strain he had discovered. In last week's epistle lesson, we had a similar situation. I have to confess today that I, I wrote my sermon on last week's epistle lesson and not this week's. You know, our Byzantine um, uh, church calendar can even confuse priests sometimes. But, so, in last week's epistle lesson, we had a similar situation. You know, as we're, st we're starting in, uh, into the Christmas season, we're thinking about what might be new. So, in last week's, week's epistle lesson, uh, we read from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. St. <clears throat> Paul's letter to to the Galatians deals with a really, really big debate in early Christianity. That is, do non-Jewish Christians need to become truly Jewish before they accept the Jewish Messiah, the Savior, the Christ who was born in Bethlehem? In other words, do the Gentiles, the non-Jews, who worship false gods like Zeus and Hera, did those people have to first be circumcised and enter into the covenant of Abraham before following Christ? Did the former pagans have to be circumcised with the mark of the old covenant that God made with Father Abraham in the book of Genesis before coming, becoming Christians? But others, such as St. Paul, asserted that was not needed anymore 
since Christ gave us his blood of the new covenant, as he said at the Last Supper. This question was so big that early Christians had to debate it in Jerusalem at the first council of the church, which is described in Acts chapter 15. Their agreement among the apostles, uh, the agreement on, among the apostles at the council was that the non-Jews who were becoming Christians didn't have to be circumcised. That was a sign of the old covenant. The new covenant established by Christ did not require circumcision. However, early on, some Christians didn't understand this revolutionary change. Some Christians doubted the usefulness of the new covenant. Some early Christians, such as the Galatians, didn't understand the sweeping changes that accompanied Christ's birth and Christ's new covenant. They didn't fully realize the healing potential of the new covenant, making the old covenant obsolete. The Galatians wrongly thought all Christians had to enter the old covenant and be circumcised in order to be true Christians. Males, that is. They were wrong, and St. Paul was upset with the Galatians and even called them foolish in his letter to them. The Galatians simply didn't fully understand the significance of the new covenant in Christ. It took them some time to realize the old covenant was obsolete, as we read in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13. It took some time to fully understand the new medicine that God gave to them. In Galatians, St. Paul proclaims to them, and to us, for neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. That is, the old covenant doesn't matter anymore, but rather, we are all made a new creation in Christ. We are all redeemed and made new through the blood of the new covenant. Each Christian, each Christian is a new creation. We all just need to understand it better and use the medicine God gave us through the new covenant. Unlike the Galatians, we might not think we must enter into the old covenant, but we, like the Galatians, might not realize that we are a new creation. We might not be open to how God makes us new. We might not fully understand the medicine God gave to us and how to use it. The reality is we are a new creation in Christ, not the same old self. God came and made the old covenant obsolete. God came to reform and heal our corrupted nature. God came to renew humanity. God came and revolutionized our lives. God came to make each one of us a new creation. Greater than any miracle drug is the miracle of the new covenant and God making us a new creation. Sometimes it takes us some time to understand the medicine that God has gave us through his new covenant. 
God has given us his healing blood, his new covenant. Each Christian, you and I, must strive to be a new creation through the medicine of the healing blood of the new covenant. Just like the penicillin mold strain that needed to be enhanced over the years through scientific research to be a useful medicine, so we have further work to do as we strive to live as members of the new covenant. We receive the medicine, the blood of the new covenant, but just like the scientists that came after Dr. Folly, we too have to learn how to use this medicine. We have to develop in ourselves God's gifts through the years. We too have to work at using the medicine God has given us as we strive towards being a new creation. May we all with renewed effort strive to be a new creation in the new covenant. Amen.